Hey, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you listen to the podcast. The podcast is available on several platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Apple Music. I'm Sherry Dutterer, occupational therapist and dysgraphia expert. Welcome to The Writing Glitch. No pencil required. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Tanya English. She is the sole chiropractor. Hmm, I wonder what that means. So, uh, Tanya, without further ado, how are you really? I'm really good. I'm really excited to help people learn more about what we have to offer here and how it relates to what you do. Fabulous. So the reason I ask people that word really is because it forces you to pause and think about really, how are you? And not give a very quick answer. So just to explain the reason why I do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I'm fine. And we know what that stands for. <laughs> Frustrated, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Frustrated yeah. is your neuro, neuro, uh, yeah, neurotic you know what it is. emotional mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and really, it, this is, I love t- talking to people about what I do because they often don't realize how easy healing can be and how simple it is. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the interview, though, I'd like to honor our sponsor, and that is Daughter Educational Consulting. At Daughter Education and Consulting, it is our mission to help teachers, therapists, and parents raise the next generation of leaders so we can hack dysgraphia and improve writing success. Did you know that we offer two five-day challenges, one's in math, one's in writing, and our mission there is to help these students improve their skills so that they can engage in learning. My website is sherrydowder.com. And look forward to seeing you on the next challenge. So without further ado, let's find out what a sole chiropractor is. Tanya, tell us more. The reason why I call myself a sole chiropractor is because I'm always looking for the root cause of an issue. The reason why things go out of place and what most chiropractors, you know, are putting bones back in place where they move easily It's really what causes the muscle to pull the bone out of place. So what's causing that to happen is an emotional response because the emotions are running our body all the time. So you can think of every emotion. And I have a chart on the wall here that has 140 emotions on it. Every emotion is like a suit of physiology that your body wears. And so when that physiology becomes subconscious, you're not consciously aware that that pattern of physiology is happening, we can actually access that and release that pattern or at least interrupt it long enough for the body to heal. So that's why I call myself a soul chiropractor because it's not just what your physical body is doing, it's your emotions, your mental and your spiritual health because there's four legs to that chair. And if you're not putting any attention on one of those legs, it's not gonna be very stable. It's beautiful. And I firmly believe that emotion is the barrier to learning success as well. Absolutely. It it is uh, that piece that I'm teaching when I'm helping people uh, overcome dysgraphia. That's why I say no pencil required, because it's that emotional state that is the barrier to their success. 
And you and I are in total agreement about that. And what I would say is also that when we don't let ourselves experience the feeling, which we know that people are taught from a very young age, you can't be angry, you can't be upset, you're not allowed to have this feeling or that feeling. So those feelings get submerged, they're going to come out some way, and it's not going to be pleasant. And the other thing is they're not allowed to ask questions. Right, exactly. They're taught to not ask questions. And one of the strategies that my uh, business partner and I use is t- asking kids to at- create a question from what they see. They look at us like we are nuts. Yeah, I've been kicked out of classes for asking questions. So I understand what happens when people raise their hand. They are totally vulnerable. And then they ask this question because they want to know more and understand. And they're told, you need to leave the room. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> It's happened to me more than once. So what, what's happening here in this situation is people want to focus their attention on, you know, the things that feel good. So when they get to an uncomfortable emotion or one that they've been taught is not valid, then this gets pushed into their system in a totally different way. And that's why those patterns can become subconscious. We don't want to be consciously aware with them. And so I help people balance their nervous system and remove the blocks that are seen and unseen so that they can think clearly, be more creative, have more joy, be intentional and have those intentions fulfilled. So we, there's always ways to go from fight, flight and freeze to rest, digest and heal. And there's always a balance there. Your body has to come out of fight, flight and freeze. But if it's done with high emotion or it's chronically done, then it becomes submerged and subconscious. So now the body is doing this subconscious pattern of physiology. It's kind of like this. I'll give you a really simple example. If you're going to the grocery store and you're driving your car, are you thinking about what you're going to get at the store? Or are you thinking about driving? You're thinking about what you're going to get at the store. Yeah. But you're still driving a car. That pattern of driving the car has become subconscious. Now you're looking out for other things that are coming towards you or away from you, but your reticular activating system is filtering out 90% of what you don't need. So you can think about what you're going to get at the store while you're driving. That's a subconscious pattern. Yeah. It's not just your reticular activating system at work here either. No, it's not. It's Olympic system that is really working in that system. Now, one of the things that I talk about is the filing cabinet. Your hippocampus, which is where you store the short-term memory that's yep. just coming in that you're, that moment of that day. I say every moment of your day is a folder. And on the outside of that folder is a sticky note. If that sticky note is red, that folder is like, oh, yeah, no, that we're, we're never going to do that one again. Keep that in the back of the filing cabinet right. and, and pull it out. Yet... If it has something to do with an everyday task, like writing or going to school or what have you, that folder has to come out. And if we don't convert those red stickies to yellows and greens, especially the greens, we're going to have all kinds of uh, emotional disconnect with learning. So tell us a little bit about how you can convert a red sticky to a green sticky. using Very simply, you can do it with your breathing. Okay, tell us more. The first thing that I do with my clients that are online and my patients that come into the office is I teach them four count breathing. And four count breathing is very simple. 
It's breathing in for four counts. And a count is one second. So one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000. Then holding it in for four counts, then exhaling only through the nose for four counts and holding it out for four counts. And you do this over and over again and it changes your state of being because now you're in rest, digest and heal. So you wanna breathe intentionally and holding the breath in, and you're not like taking big gulps of air because you only breathe through your nose doing this. So it's really, really simple. So do you want to do it with me? Sure, but I'm going to add a little bit of flavor to it. Okay. When I'm working with kids, one of the things that I'm trying to do is get that corpus callosum to work together. So for everybody, I just talked about the hippocampus, which is where the short-term memory is stored. And now I just mentioned the corpus callosum, and that is this big connector in your brain for the left side and the right side of your hemispheres. Mm-hmm. And Tanya talked a little bit ago about the reticular activating system, and that's a system in your body that filters this things that you need. So one of the things that's happening with the reticular activating system is like if you have a tag on your sweater or your pants that's annoying you or one of the kids, you can you can imagine this. They're constantly pulling yes. at it. The reticular activating system isn't saying, you know what, don't bother with that right now. That is that's not something we have to worry about. It's just it's actually creating a negative and over response because right. it's bothering you. So when we're talking about these breathing activities and talking about these underlying systems. If I say a word that may not be understood by a parent, I I often try to stop and explain that. So as I think I've got that down, and I don't think I need to clarify anything more there. So what I was going to say about the breathing is I try to include the corpus callosum. So I have the kids put their fingers together with their palms away from them, their index fingers together. So when they're breathing, as we count to four, I make them draw a square with full arm movement. Sure. That's a great way to do it. So what we do is just exhale all your breath out and breathe in one, two, three, four. Hold it in one, two, three, four. Exhale through your nose. One, two, three, four. Hold it out. One two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold it, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Hold it out, one, two, three, four. Breathe normally. And so what we do when we do that is we're allowing ourselves to put our attention on the one thing that's most important to giving you life, and that's your breath. So you're saying yes to more life when you put attention on your intention of having better breathing. So you can do this as a meditation. You can do it before you go to sleep at night. You can do it when you need to take a break during the day. This is a great way for you to put more life in your life. Just doing that breathing is very life-changing. So most people will feel calmer after we do it just twice. That was it, just twice that we did today. So you notice what you're feeling before and how you feel now. Oh yeah, it's 
I'm much calmer. I've been racing around all day and I know I needed that. Yeah. It's good to have a breath break. I just say, take a breath break and do four count breathing. And even just doing it that twice, that's 32 seconds. It doesn't take any time at all. So if you think you don't have time for that, just take 32 seconds out of your life and put some attention on your breath. It'll really help. So for my listeners, I'm just going to pause there. And when you're thinking about breathing, some of the exercises that I've been talking about in the last couple of episodes, one of them where you're the handstand flip is what I call it. And that's where you're putting your hands up over your head, palms toward the ceiling. When you're breathing, you can do this uh, method. Another way of utilizing this idea of breathing is instead of counting the full four beats, you can count one, two, three, four. And then when you go to do the, the hold your breath, you can go inhale a second time. So it's like one, two, three, four, hold it, do it like a catch and then breathe in a little bit more, breathe out and then breathe out a little bit more. And it's amazing that pause with your breathing even changes that whole rhythm of the breath a little bit differently than what Tanya shared the first time. So I know that you had a a short amount of time here because you have a client coming in. You had shared something with me before we started recording, and that was a little bit of how you can do chiropractic over a virtual it's called chiropractic. <laughs> so chiropractic. We, we can do chiropractic, okay. but what we're doing is we're working on the root cause. So in order for me to do that, I'm looking at what's the emotional state of the person. And it's not something that you can tell me about. It's something that we have to get to in a different way because it's subconscious. So I'm not going to say, how are you feeling today? I'm going to say, what would you like to work on today? So you had mentioned to me that you feel a lot of stress in your shoulders, right? I love my lower shoulders where my rhomboids are. So rhomboids are at the bottom of your shoulder girdle. Uh, and Between your shoulder how- blades. Yeah, so between because- the between the shoulder blades are the rhomboids. That's what brings your shoulder blades together or lets them go. And so if you have pain or stress or soreness in the rhomboids, it usually means that you need to be doing more extension, more backward motion, because most people are doing forward motion and contraction. So extension is backward motion. So putting your hands at your sides and turning your arms so your thumbs are pointing out and as far back as possible is a great way to bring more energy into that space and also helps stretch the front of your chest because the back behind that chest is actually what's doing so much trying to keep you contracted. So the other thing that we do, I do a lot of different modalities with people. One of them that I'm a master of is bioenergetic synchronization technique that works directly with emotions. And we have people lying down for that so that their head and their heart are at the same level. And then that changes how the brain is working. So we can do that. Another thing that I do is emotional freedom technique. And so some of the things that you were saying before was like, you know, you have so much to do and you want to catch up to things. So you're kind of feeling like this constant movement. I'm behind. So tap with two fingers, your index finger and your middle finger, right on the inside corner of your eyebrow, right on the eyebrow and say, I am so behind. I am so behind. And go to the side of the eye and tap right there. 
And it's so frustrating. And it is so frustrating. And under the eye, because I have to do it all. Because I have to do it all. So notice we're talking about the negative things, but we're going to get to the good part. Don't worry. And under the nose, and I should be doing better. I should be doing better. Under the lips, tapping. I know I should be doing better. I know I should be doing better. And then under the collarbone, on either side of the collarbone, on either side of the breastbone. And it's so frustrating. And it's so frustrating. Under the arms, way up high. And I need to be doing more. So you're talking about at the brachial plexus? Nope, just underneath your arm, right where if you're wearing a bra, it would be right where your bra goes across under your arm. And I should be doing more. I should be doing more. And then top of the head, right on the top of your head. And I can hardly stand it. And I can hardly stand touching my head. Yeah. I can hardly stand. (laughs) Yeah. And then eyebrows again, inside corner of the eyebrows. And I acknowledge my feelings. I acknowledge my feelings. Side of the eye. I own my feelings. I own my feelings. Under the eye. I honor my feelings. I honor my feelings. Take a deep breath. How's that feel between your shoulders right now? Oh, wow. The pain is now dissipated. This is how simple healing can be, folks. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's easy. This is just one of the techniques I use. And when I'm working with people one-on-one, we go deeply into these places where we want to avoid, that we've been avoiding, that we don't want to feel those feelings. But when you're with another person, when there's somebody there guiding you, helping you, and showing you how to go through it instead of getting stuck in there, it's so much easier. And we can really affect a lot of change doing that. So I was working with a client this morning who also was like, I'm so behind. She has been moving. She's blending two households. It's kind of crazy. And her business is suffering a little bit because of it, but not really because she's on top of it and she has a lot of help. But still, it feels like she's behind because she's moving. And what happens is we just keep going in the future instead of being in the now. And when we stay in present time, which is what we're doing when we do that tapping and when we do that breathing, we're putting ourselves in present time. We're not thinking about the future. We're actually being in the now and that's where healing happens and that's where everything's really okay. So we keep putting ourselves in present time. So I'm thinking about the students. Mm -hmm. How much much of their time in their day is thinking about what happened last night at home? What Mm -hmm. happened in the morning at home? What was the frustration of finding their shoes because they were under the blanket and mom was going to scold them because they couldn't find their shoes and mom had to find it for them. And, oh, I forgot my to study for my spelling test. Like all those things that are going through the child's head, all that negativity that's going through on all those thoughts that are going on. If we stop them and have them think about in that moment, have them do the breathing. Boom. It's amazing how the change is. Students have them do the breathing quickly. 32 seconds. Doesn't take long. Have them do the tapping on how they're feeling, acknowledging their own feelings and honoring their own feelings. I mean, can you imagine how empowering it can be to allow a child to have their own feelings 
and and support them in their feelings and know and you're not brushing it away you're not brushing it aside you're not saying oh don't feel like that you're saying no i get it i i know how that feels let's tap on that let's tap on how you're feeling right now so that you can move forward with ease that's beautiful beautiful it's really fun to do with kids too because they may not have all the vocabulary, but it doesn't matter. They can say how they want to say it. So you can tap on them like, I don't even know how I feel right now. It's just, oh, and that's enough. That's enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfectly worded. <laughs> but ending with, I acknowledge, I own, and I honor my feelings is so important. Acknowledge, own, honor. Love it. Now, before we end today, you've shared with me that you have something to share with the audience. Can you share what this powerful personal affirmation is? Yeah, it's really fun. It's actually a little exercise audio that I put together for people. So in the audio, I'm teaching you how to write an affirmation for yourself. So you're going to listen to the audio. It's going to show you how to put a two columns of words together and you're creating an affirmation that is perfectly personal to you. And instead of reading somebody else's affirmation, it's yours. It's truly yours. And so what happens when you do that is you can tap on that affirmation. You can say that affirmation while you're doing four count breathing. You can use that affirmation in so many different ways to help reprogram your mind that you are all that in a bag of chips, that you are something special in the world, that you're a miracle. Beautiful. So one of the things that I think of when I think about affirmations is I am worthy because that was something that I had to own myself Mm -hmm. several years back. It came to me. It's like, I am worthy of doing what I'm doing. A little bit about, about my backstory is I was contemplating suicide in 2015 and the thought of my kids finding me prevented it. Yeah. So I had to find my own purpose and I'm going to be sharing more about my story in several more episodes down the road, but that is a taste little piece of the, uh, of my story that I want to start to get out there. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's really interesting. I, I, I have, uh, my website, two websites, one is called healing with the blues And the reason why is because after 25 years in practice, I realized that I needed to focus more on people's grief, the grief that they were feeling from loss of any kind, really. But for me, it was a stillbirth that happened to me in 1994. And what I learned as a result of that experience was how to do this kind of healing that gets to the root cause, that's easy, that's effortless, that allows everyone to do healing. So it It's not exclusive. You don't have to have a doctor in front of your name like I do. You can actually do this healing for yourself. Is it great to have somebody guide you that has over 30 years of experience in healing? Absolutely. That's a good thing to do. But you can also use these techniques for yourself. So that's why I want to teach people these simple healing techniques that actually make a huge difference. And you do that on Facebook. Am I correct? Yeah, I have a group on Facebook called Healing with the Blues. Uh, It's grief support and tools for people. It's mostly women, but there's a few men in there. And every Tuesday morning at 930, I have a live healing session. If you join the group, you can watch it anytime. You don't have to be there 
on Tuesday morning. You can watch it later. But joining the group, we interact a lot more on that group and also on that on that live. So people that are watching it later can comment and I'll be watching the comments throughout the week. So I can interact with people that way. So if you want a way that's easy and to find out how it feels, then join the group on Facebook. If Facebook's not your thing, there's a YouTube channel you can go to. That's just youtube.com, Dr. Tanya English, no periods, no spaces. And it's T-A-N-Y-A. So Dr. Tanya English on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. So you can find me. It's not hard. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. And for our listeners, thank you for listening today. Our podcast releases on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Listen to the previous episodes on thewritingglitch.com. And remember, you were put here for such a time as this. And podcast post-production is managed by Sam C. Productions. Thanks for being here. See you in two weeks. (laughs) 